Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged, exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. And man, oh man, what a weekend of fighting it has been. There was madness in Buffalo at UFC 210 and in Cape Town for EFC 58. We saw some unbelievable composure from some of the guys who were under pressure and eventually got the W. And it must be said, Magic Man Madge was outstanding. Ishad Sayed was outstanding, just to name a few. But let's start Justin Ferrier, the MMA authority in South Africa with UFC 210 in Buffalo. Daniel Cormier retained his title against a, a rather out of sorts Anthony Rumble Johnson. You know, he, it, I, I was highly annoyed with Daniel because of his weigh-in uh, antics and debacle. Uh, but he really rose to the occasion and he, he out-everythinged uh, Anthony Johnson. He beat him fair, fair and square, uh, beat him to the punch, out-wrestled him as we all know he could. Um, and yeah, got the choking again. It was You could see Anthony was defeated. Anthony then retired um, and said that he was always going to retire, win or lose, which makes you question whether he was heavily invested in this fight or not, or was looking to the future, you know? What did what did you make of the whole Wayne Tal saga? Uh, because that got a lot of MMA fans talking, a lot of ex-fighters and current fighters talking. What did you make of it? I didn't know that. Apparently it's an old wrestler's trick. Now, we all know... Uh, We've seen a few things with, with boxers at weigh-ins that their, that their manager coaches will lift their hands as if to say they're already the champion. We knew that to be a trick. I, I didn't know uh, that this was an old wrestler's trick, but obviously watching the internet, etc., apparently it's happened plenty before. And it's ironic that Daniel comes from a wrestling background, so would know. The question is, how do you go from... How, how's the same scale fine for everybody else and it's only a problem for you? And how do you go away you come in overweight looking dejected looking terrible like you can't move and then two minutes later you've lost 1.2 pounds which is five six hundred grams um and then you're on weight uh and then hop off the scale and and i I just there's a few things that i don't like about that i I was i like daniel cormier i thought he was going to lose uh got that wrong but I, i i just you know, Daniel Cormier is somebody that is the quickest to slate John Jones for his mishaps and a lot of fights. He's very opinionated, and it's just ironic that something comes along and it's not clean-cut like he portrays his image to be. He says he would never cheat, he would never do this, but, you know, you're leaving, you, you're opening yourself up to to abuse when, when things like this happen. How do you lose How do you lose that amount in that short of time? At least make it obvious. You know, you, one, one question is whether... He couldn't stay dehydrated much further, and the truth is, we all know that that fight would have, that card would have fallen apart without that fight. Exactly. Um, he, he called out uh, John Jones, Cialis Boy, and all these things, and I, I must say, it has left a bit of a bitter taste in the mouth um, after that performance because. You know, you look up to these guys and, and, and you look at the way they go about their business, but Daniel Cormier certainly hasn't made any friends after this. And he's made himself a villain. He he really has gone from being this upstanding citizen uh, who's well-spoken, a job on Fox, 
a colour commentator, very analytical, good mind, whatever the case is. He looked like a boy on a school field when he did that. You know, it would be expected from a younger a younger fighter. John Jones, we know he's brash. He's always been outspoken. But we've seen a, a distinct change in character from Daniel Cormier. And often, you know, you, would, you can put it down to too big for his boots, being on top too long, arrogant. Do you know what I mean? That type of thing. Yeah. Whereas if it was always your way, fine. People are not going to slate you. But if you were nice and now you are not nice anymore, you've changed. Whereas if you were always that way, people can't slate you because they knew what they were in for. You don't think it's a showbiz tactic just to sell the next fight, to hype it up, get more money? Mm, I don't know, man. It's such a fine line, you know. I understand that you, you want to say relevant and all that. I just... I don't like it. It's left a bad taste in my mind. Yes, there's room for trash talk, whatever the case is, but there's also room for nice guys. You know, Daniel Cormier was, he's an Olympian, he's all of these things, and now he's changed, and he's gone backwards, he's regressed, in my mind. I, I just think maybe he's trying to hang on to relevance. I don't know. It just doesn't suit him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Some people it suits, and some people it doesn't suit. Because he, ta- he chose the high road when he mocked everybody else for for whatever they were doing. But now he's no better. Yeah, yeah, double and standards. this is a known trick. I didn't know it was a known trick in wrestling, but it's apparently a known trick. Like I said, we know about the hand raising, etc. Local guys have done that. I've seen that, and it was an issue. Even in the EFC, people have been called up on it. They've been made to re-weigh. So there was never a scandal, but they said, hey, don't touch your fighters until they finish weighing in. So they've, it's been addressed locally. Uh, I don't know how they can get away with it overseas, but again... Where does it happen? It happens in the New York State Athletic Commission, a brand new MMA commission. Maybe they're not experienced. Yes, they've been around combat sports for 100 years. We know all that because of boxing, etc. But they, they was, that's not without controversy uh, in, in New York. And there's gonna, there was controversy in the Gagat Masasi chris Meidman fight. That, I don't think, is an issue. There's an issue with the replay from, a, from, a, from an organizational point of view that you're not allowed to replay the fights in the state of... Uh, of New York, but Dan Migliotta, although he's not the most uh, recognized and most experienced referee on the card, he's certainly not green. Yeah. So he's certainly not new. So they flew him in. He's good. Um, it should have been Herb Dean. It should have been uh, a big John McCarthy. It should have been Mark, Mark Goddard, somebody like that. But it's it's not a no-name brand. But from an, from an administrative point of view, to have that under your watch and not say, hang on, guys. No towel, don't touch, and redo it. Yeah. You should have picked up on that. Because it lends itself to doubt. Big people, time. Even if, even if Daniel Cormier is completely innocent, he has a tarnished name because of this. Because people are going to question him. Yeah, you're right. And it doesn't help with it that your argument that the scale's broken. No. Not broken two minutes later. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, let's touch on that uh, controversy uh, with Chris Weidman and Gregard Musasi because... It was deemed illegal knees, and then it was deemed legal knees. So, what did you make of it? It's difficult to say. You know, they they, they are allowing replays, and even locally, um, we 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 are we've introduced the new rules as MMA at, at, at mixed martial arts South Africa, but we're phasing them in slowly. We will make use when the time comes of of uh, replays, etc. But there was just a shambles there, and. The inexperienced athletic commission, and from the top they should have said none allowed. So the, this this Dan Mugliotta is a referee, referee, referees all around America, all around the world. 
So if he's used to going to, it's not his job to say, uh, oh, it's not allowed in the state. That's the, that's the administrator's job. He's meant to say, we don't have that rule here. You must make a decision based on this. I don't like Chris Weidman saying, oh, no, when, when he thought it was illegal, said, no, no, I can't fight, I can't fight. And then when it was turned, deemed to be legal, he said he could fight. He'd already told the doctor he couldn't fight. Yeah. The fight is over. So it, I would say rematch is fair. Um because I, I reckon Weidman won the first round. I reckon it was a well-contested fight. I just do think that Weidman is deteriorating. And Gagard is a, is a rising star. Yeah. I feel he'll be champion one day. He's got a, a few big obstacles in his way. But I, I, I think he's a good fighter. Five-fight five tear at the moment after that result. Although Weidman says he will appeal it. So, so we'll wait and see. Replays in the EFC, do you think that that would be the way to go in future? Is that, is that what you're thinking? I mean, would it make the referee's job easier? Absolutely. So if it's in the rule set from, from America, we all follow America. So if it's in the unified rules, we will follow it. It might take us a while to get there, but there's no reason why we shouldn't. We've got all the technology available to us. EFC is an amazing, amazing production. So we've got all the technology available to us. Why not use it? Yeah, I agree with you. I think football, all the other sports are going that way. It just takes out that sort of error, um, that the little, error yeah, that margin error. for error type thing. I just, I, I just, I hope it's not abused. So I don't, I don't like in tennis where you can call for the referee to look at it. I don't think that should ever be the case. So it should be a referee's decision. If he is unhappy, he should stop and then look at it. But you want to see. It used less more than more, even though you want to see it more, if you know what I mean. And yeah. I think it should be, all right, let's look and relook everything because it's going to be two stop starting. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it, I think it, we've got, we must use all the tools available to us and, and they're there, why not use them? Yeah, within reason, as you say. Within, we, within we don't want to take away from the spectacle. Yeah. Like if the referee feels that he needs to have a second look at something and if it's going to take away a man's purse or if it's going to stop a man from earning or or see if there was an actual uh, an impact, then they should do so. But if doubt, when in doubt, don't fight anymore. So that's, you know, doctors doctors and referees are the ones that should be firmly in control of the situation. All right. EFC 58, Cape Town, Grand Western Arena, the card seriously delivered. Um, fight of the night, Dino Baggettin, Sean DeLunger, absolute barn burner. Uh, the sta- the, just loved the fact that they just stood and traded all the time. And uh, unfortunately for Dino Baggettin, um, he came up a very up against a very tough as nails, Sean DeLunger. Yeah, I, um, I just hope that Sean DeLunger does something with this win. That he doesn't go away and then lose random fights. Because often a guy will peak once, and I hope this is not the case. He'll peak once and then he'll fizzle out. I, I just think what, what let Dino down was knockout power. I think he lacks one-punch knockout power. He's got good boxing. He's got crisp, but he, crisp boxing, but even then he was getting beaten to the punch. I, I, the way I called this fight was I thought Dino to win because I know he spent a lot of t- time on his all-round game, his ground game and his wrestling, etc. But I thought that somebody like uh, uh, Sean DeLunga who, who could bring out uh, that old that old brawling Dino and not test him too much on the ground, which he did. He did. Um, just showed the younger man on the mark. But saying that, I'm going to watch it again, but there's argument for both winning. Yeah, yet, yet another split decision 
for Sean DeLange in his career. And, and, and he did say at the press conference afterwards that he wanted to now take things seriously. He had been out of the game for a year and he wanted to fight more guys and he wanted to take things to the next level. Is he capable of that? Because he's quite a chill dude. He loves his surfing, you know, down in Cape Town. Is he capable of taking it to the next level? I think anybody is with the right mindset and the, 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 the right mindset and the right team around them and the right dedication. Anybody is capable of anything. We all are given the same tool and how we hide them. So if he's prepared to put in the work, I say he could. I just think the way he likes to do things is not conducive for that. So he, I, I don't, I, like I said, I hope he doesn't use this and then lose something else. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, as a technical fighter, but there is entertainment value. Definitely. Definitely. The crowd were on their feet. I mean, they just loved seeing that slugfest. Let's talk about Ishad Sayed and Dumasang Madiba. I mean, Madiba came out like a house on fire, was throwing everything. Um, Sayed was eating a few punches here and there. And at one point in round one, it looked like it was all over. I called that fight for Madiba to win. I thought, he would, I thought that would be one of the upsets of the night. Um, and he came out firing, and I thought, hang on, I'm on the money here. But uh, Tumasang performed well. He's hell of a strong. I think he can beat anybody else in the division below him. So it is level and below, but Ishad Sayed proved why he is so good. He weathered the storm, and then he threw a three-part combination. Tumasang guessed, because he gave everything he had in the first round. Yeah. Tum, uh, 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 Ishad stayed composed, threw a body shot, brought Madiba's hands down and then he double hooked and put him away it was it was very I mean in terms of a technical combination it was beautiful it was class it was class from a guy who's fought plenty in his career but is only getting better by the looks of things I think I think that there's a lot more to come from both of them both of them will be champions again or both of them will be champions Ishad may be champion again very entertaining and class from both fighters definitely you cannot, even though Tumisang was finished, you cannot take anything away from that performance. He's strong at that weight. Very strong. Looks comfortable dropping to Bantam. Um, all right. That was a cracking fight. But uh, a lot of people said afterwards they were a little bit disappointed by the performance from Dave Mazzani on the night and that Don Madge uh, dominated him. What did you make of it? Because even afterwards... Dave was saying that he wasn't happy with his performance. He didn't do what he set out to do. But Madge also showed his composure. He just sucked it all up, dictated the pace, and got the win and got the title. I don't know if it was so much that Mazzani underperformed or that Madge overperformed. You know, Madge really rose the occasion. Mazzani was more probably looked like a mindset thing. Didn't rate, didn't think that uh, Madge would have any ground game to speak of. And Dave took him down when he wanted to. Madge also took took Mazzani down. But Mazzani was kind of like relaxed and, and thought, oh, you know, I'll get out. And he was giving his back. And then all of a sudden the hooks were in and the choke was on. Yes. And he got put to sleep. Yeah. But tough guys. I think Madge performed more than Dave underperformed. Yeah, Madge has certainly evolved as a fighter, hasn't he? I mean, you, you look at, he, he started off a raw talent with a Muay Thai background. Now he is an all-round fighter destined for great things. There's no doubt about it. He's top of the pile in this country. He 
he really is. He, he's unbelievable. He's got. He's in the right team. He's getting the right work. He's got the right work ethic. He's very good. I, I think he did. He did extremely well. Was pr- I was proud to watch it. I think the biggest thing, like you said, was composure. Even when Dave took him down, he was relaxed. He didn't get all rigid and panicky. He chilled. Dave had his legs pinned together. Madge just stayed chilled. Moved his hips out and bowed at his time and stayed crisp. It was an uppercut landed. It was amazing. And that was a, a textbook rear-naked choke. Put Mazzoni to sleep. Yeah, it was a class class act. A super to watch. And I think the fans got their money's worth in Cape Town. All right, Justin, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks very much for your time. It's been MMA Uncaged. Remember to catch us on csduplicy.co.za as well as on cliffcentral.com. And don't forget also on iTunes, The Ginger's Perspective. You can catch up on all the MMA Uncaged episodes we've had in the past. Remember, you can look forward to EFC 59. That's happening in just 33 days' time. And uh, it's 13th of May, Carnival City, Johannesburg. And uh, UFC-wise, well, fight night round the corner. And we've got uh, Saturday, 15th of April. It's Johnson Race for that flyweight title fight. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll catch you again next time.